Welcome to Intelligent Money Minute, a mercifully short podcast that may save you time and money. Your host, Hans Blake, is a CFA charterholder and CPA who has spent his entire career helping people minimize financial stress to maximize their lives. After managing $350 million and working with high net worth individuals around the world, he founded Intelligent Investing. Time is money, so invest in every minute. Here is your host, Hans Blake. Boy, I'm sure you all have been hearing a lot about Robinhood and GameStop and AMC theaters, and you're probably wondering what is going on, uh, Reddit, <laughs> Wall Street bets. So I'm hoping that I can break this down for you in a, a few minutes, and hopefully you'll get a little bit of knowledge and you'll understand what's going on in the big picture. So today I want to talk to you about some investment basics. We're going to talk about short selling. We're going to talk about what is a short squeeze. Uh, all these technical terms you've probably been hearing and you might be wondering, what is this? what are they talking about? I hope I can educate you and I hope this will be educational for you. All right, let's talk about some investment basics. So if you are bullish versus uh, bearish, so those are the two terms. If you're bullish, you're hoping that stock prices go up in value. If you're bearish, you think that stock prices are going to go down in bear, uh, value. So positive thinking, negative thinking. If you're bullish, you're going to go long. And what you're going to do is you're going to try and buy a stock here and you're hoping to sell it here. If you're bearish, one of the options you have is to go short. So shorting means you borrow and you uh, then sell the stock. You borrow and sell. And as the price falls, you're hoping to then buy it back later. Just the opposite of going long. And you're both hoping to make money off the spread. So that's where money is made. All right, so that's bullish and bearish. That's kind of investment basics. Okay, so now that we understand the investment basics, let's give a short example, and hopefully it will be a short example. So let's talk about GameStop. GameStop ticker is GME. And a couple weeks ago, let's call it, at, uh, it was selling for $20. If you are a short seller or institution who does not believe that GameStop has much life left in it. You know, brick and mortar stores are closing, pandemic has hit. They just don't think that GameStop is gonna go up in value. If you believe that, then you might wanna short the stock. So you're gonna short GameStop. And so what you do there is you're gonna short 1,000 shares for uh, times 20 equals 20,000. And you're hoping again the price plummets to something below 20. And by doing so, if you're right, and GameStop ends up going to $15, well, that's easy to do. 1,000 shares that you've shorted times 20 minus 15, you've made $5,000 by shorting the stock. So that's a quick, short example. And that's exactly what the institutions or hedge funds were trying to do when they shorted GameStop and other stocks like that, like Nokia, and AMC and all those others. So now that you understand the quick example, let's talk about some of the dangers of short selling. One of the dangers of short selling is that there is a infinite loss potential and there's a finite gain potential. When you short a stock, the gain potential that you have is between the stock price at the time of you shorting to zero. That's your gain potential. So in this example, the $20 of GameStop to zero, there's a $20 gain potential. However, if GameStop goes up in value and you were shorting it, 
there's an infinite loss potential. And that's the danger of short selling. And that's what I want to make sure you understand. Okay, now that you understand some of the dangers of short selling, let's talk about one of the most dangerous aspects of short selling, and that is the short squeeze. So you've probably heard that in the news and you're probably wondering, what is a short squeeze? Essentially, when a heavily shorted stock uh, suddenly begins to rise in price, the institutions or whoever was shorting needs to cover, again, going to buy back that stock at that lower price. They were hoping now it's gone up in value, they still have to cover their stock. And so they have to go back into the market and buy it. And when they do, it causes a high demand for the stock and it causes it to rise and it causes this waterfall effect. And it's a basically a, mo a momentum trade, a momentum trade. So when uh, these institutions saw that GameStop was rising in price, some of them folded and they had to go back into the market and buy at $21 a share, for example, or $22 a share. Okay, so that's just basically the dangers of the short squeeze. And basically, again, it causes this loop. It's a momentum loop and it causes a rise in demand for the stock, causing more of the short sellers to cover their stock and, and going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So that's the short squeeze. So now that we understand the short squeeze, let's talk about the players. First of all, you've got hedge funds. These are also known as institutional investors. I've heard them referenced in recent news articles as the Goliath, and they are the ones that are shorting stocks. On the other side of the trade, we've got retail investors. Let's call it Reddit users. And these are also referenced by the news articles as the Davids. And these are the ones that are going long. They're hoping that the stock price rises so they can make a quick buck. Hedge funds are shorting stocks, hoping the price falls, hoping that they can make a quick buck. The third player is brokers, and we'll call this Robinhood. Keep it simple, you've heard those in the, in the news. The brokers are allowing free trades to retail investors, and, and they're basically providing free trade to the retail investors. So those are the three big players in this example. So now that we know the players, let's talk about what has actually happened. Users of the Reddit forum Wall Street Bets encouraged each other to drive up the price of GameStop and AMC and other uh, fallen angels, if you will. And they encouraged each other to go ahead and drive a lot of demand for the stock price, which would hurt those who were shorting the stock and cause a short squeeze. And so what we saw was the short squeeze happening, this momentum trade, gaining more attention to the Reddit forum and therefore causing more people to want to come in like sheep following the, the herd and trying to figure out how they can make a quick buck. And that's what we saw happen. Now, Robinhood stepped in and they stopped trading for retail investors, which is another topic of, of why they did that and how that hurt retail investors. And I'm not going to go into that today. But Robinhood disabled trading and they cited market volatility. But basically, they stopped the Reddit users from, from going long and, and coming in and, and making a quick buck, if you will. One of the problems I have with Robinhood app and others that are providing free trades to retail investors and the public is that there's no such thing as a free lunch. They're providing free commission trades, which on the surface sounds great, and I'm all for uh, keeping costs down. But the danger is it promotes misbehaving. And I've talked about this on our podcast before 
about the dangers of commission-free trading. Who benefits from all of this? You know, if there's free trades that Robinhood's providing, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Who is getting the benefit? Could it be big tech? Could it be other institutions? Could it be hedge funds that are paying Robinhood to allow them to take the retail investors, the novices, from taking the other side of the, the trades? I don't know. But it is reported that Google recently salvaged Robinhood's one-star reviews by removing 100,000 negative reviews from the platform. Sounds to me like Google might be uh, helping out Robinhood in this recent example. So, free trading and commission-free trading, I should say, promotes misbehavior. And that's one of the problems I have with these Robinhood apps and others. Okay, so what can we learn from all of this? A lot of headlines and a lot of people asking, what, what are my thoughts? Number one, this is not new. This has been going on for years and centuries. There's been fear and greed in going back to, uh, to the beginning of time. You know, I think that scripture, there's 2,300 verses on uh, money. And Christ, when he was here on earth, spoke about money 15% of the time. It was the most popular topic that he had when he was here on earth. So this isn't something new. I will say the second thing we learned is that market manipulation is bad. We'll find out if there was market manipulation done by Robin Hood and others, but market manipulation is bad and I do not like market manipulation. I am all about free trade and free markets. Let the buyers come together, buyers, sellers, and they will figure out who wins in the end. So I'm all about free trade and free markets, and I think that if anything prevented that, then that's not good. Number four, both sides were greedy. Institutional investors, the hedge funds trying to short these stocks were greedy, hoping that the stock would fall. And also the Reddit users, hoping that they could drive the stock price up and make a quick buck, they were also greedy. So both sides were greedy. Number five, short-term momentum, in other words, hoping a stock goes up or down in the short run, very short run in these examples. That's the same thing as gambling, and it's the same thing as speculation. And number six, speculation is not the same as investing. At Intelligent Investing, what we try to do is we try to be the buffer between headlines and our clients' portfolios. When you see headlines that make you fearful, or you see that people are making money here in this stock, and you're wanting to become greedy, we're hoping to be that buffer. We're hoping to educate you and, and help you understand what's really going on with the markets, what's really going on with human behavior, and we try to help you not misbehave. That's a big part of our intelligent investing philosophy. We really focus on investor behavior, try to help you not misbehave, we try to help ourselves not misbehave, and one of these uh, things we can do is just educate you on what is going on and helping you understand that there will always be a headline that makes you fearful. There's always gonna be a headline that makes you wanna get in on something and become greedy. And if we can hold your hand and help you through those scary times and greedy times and keep you off of the ledge of fear and greed, then you're gonna be very successful in the long run. You're gonna be able to hopefully get closer to beating your goals and your financial plan. Hopefully this was helpful to you. We thank you for your time and please share if you want to, thank you. If you'd like to become a client or learn more about intelligent investing, please call 864-679-0500 or visit investedwithyou.com. Remember, time is money, so invest in every minute. Thanks for listening. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide and should not be relied on for tax, legal or accounting advice. Copyright 2018.
2021. All rights reserved.